Welcome to the Nasred Podcast, or Nasred Talks About Movies, a place where movies are discussed. Friends, today we are going to be discussing a incredibly beautiful, uh, transcendent, uh, amazing film called Frankenstein Conquers the World, directed by Ishiro Honda, with special effects done by Eji Tsuburaya. And the, uh, the, the, the film uh, stars Nick Adams, Kumi Mizuno, Tadao Takashimi, I think. I might have misspelled that. With Koji Furuhata as Frankenstein and Haruo Nakajima as Daragon. I did not know this when I saw this film, but this is a... This is a... Not a sequel, but... The film, and okay, okay, all bullshit aside, I, I tried to be serious and stuff. I was going to try out this new thing, and I, I thought about if I should do this or not. But then it's just it's just more time and, you know, like, just doing this podcast is enough and, and balancing that with making Debbie and the Devil and, and helping my family and stuff like that. And, you know, and just so many things are going on right now in my personal life and, and just, just in general and stuff. I was like, but I, a part of me really wants to do this. I, I've given a lot of serious thought about doing a kaiju podcast. In other words, doing a completely separate podcast from this, from the movie podcast, and doing it completely about kaijus and kaiju films and stuff like that. Because I've recently I've just been on this hungry tear for for kaiju movies and stuff and so i thought it would be really cool to sort of do this podcast and do it completely seriously and and you know really just research the f out of these kaiju movies and each episode do a a, a podcast episode about it okay so that's my idea will that happen i have no idea um so far, uh, you know, I, I just saw this film and I just thought that maybe I should say a little bit about it. But Frankenstein Conquers the World. And the reason why I saw this was that it's just, you know, it seems odd and, you know. But then if you look at it, it's not so odd. Okay. The reason why I think kaiju films are so interesting, why to me they're so interesting... And this is just part of the reason, one of the reasons, is I like I I like observing how not observing, but sort of imagining how a, a child responds to them. And Roger Ebert said this, but he said that a kaiju, like a, a monster film, is like a child's revenge fantasy. And as a child, you re, you you uh, relate to the monster because, like the monster, you are uncoordinated and and you're you're in a world that's not built for you. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I I I find. And then here's the other thing that I appreciate about kaiju films is the the suitmation, as they call it, which is basically a guy in a rubber suit. Okay. You can watch a uh, whatever film and and you know, like a kaiju film, and you can you can act superior to the means of production, meaning suitmation. You can sit back and be like, oh, that's just a guy in a suit that looks so goofy. Oh, those little buildings look like uh, you know, like miniatures or whatever look like models. Aha, I'm so above it. 
But the thing is, like, if you ever listen to a, a firsthand account of being on these uh, sets of, of these movies, there's a lot of meticulous detail. There's a lot of craftsmanship that goes into it. And I don't know, coming from a background, from a clothing background, from a custom clothing background, I find that interest, I find that craftsmanship that goes into these things uh, interesting. And by these things, I will say, okay, Kaiju, if you don't know, kaiju means monster in, in Japanese. But this whole subgenre of tokusatsu television and film, and tokusatsu is Japanese for special effects. And dude, if 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 you possess the kind of mind that that eats up these things and you haven't gotten into like this world of tokusatsu shows and and movies dude it's it's a it's a whole thing like for instance one of the things that that uh you know okay i'll, I'll tell you this like okay the the guy that did the special effects and this is the special effects from like godzilla on down to like a bunch of them is this guy Eji Tsuburaya, Tsuburaya, and he started, you know, I don't know if Godzilla was his first film, but he was the special effects guy for Godzilla, and he went on to do a show called Ultraman, and if you know anything, you know, about, you know, these tokusatsu shows, you know, Ultraman is one of the big ones and stuff like that, and he started Tsuburaya Studios, and, and they would do, you know, like, special effects shows of Suitmation and stuff like that, and the these shows are still very, very much in, you know, the thing in, in Japan. Like, there's still Ultraman. Right now, there's Ultraman Geed, which I've seen a handful of episodes, and it's pretty cool. And then the, there's another... Uh, there's another... I, I'm blanking out on the creator's name, but the guy that created Super Sentai also created uh, this thing, Kamen Rider. And that's like a whole world. That's like if if you're ever just like bored and you're like, man, I need something new to obsess over pop culture wise, just get into Kamen Rider. There's enough to chew on. And the thing is like, you know, in, in Japan, I guess like only like little kids and what they call otaku are into these things and stuff. But here there's, you know, sub subcultures of people that are really into these tokusatsu shows and stuff like that. So basically, I've just really gotten into these things and th th there's there's this addictive thing about them like you see one like right now i just saw frankenstein conquers the world i want to see more it, i i just have the hunger and if, if you have the hunger you know what i'm talking about like chances are Unless you're a subscriber that, that has listened to other episodes, if you're listening to this, maybe you saw Kaiju in the title or you saw Frankenstein Conquers the World or something and you, you, you just... But chances are you have the hunger too. You have it as well. And you know what I mean by the hunger, the Kaiju hunger. You want to eat all of the movies and you want to watch them. You want to go on eBay and buy all of the little figurines and toys and stuff and decorate your room. You have the Kaiju hunger. I have the Kaiju hunger too, my friend. I really do. And and part of the Kaiju hunger is, should I do a, a, a whole podcast about Kaiju? I don't know. Because this podcast is is enough, you know, and I have enough on my plate as it is. And again, a lot of things are happening in my personal life and professional and just, just everything, you know. My life is a kaiju and I handle it like a scientist. But anyway, you know, I, I know I'm jumping all over the place, but this film, Frankenstein Conquers the World, one of the reasons why I wanted to watch it was 
When I was a little boy, when I was eight, I rented from the library Frankenstein, and I watched it one Halloween, and while I can't say it was very scary, I did feel very bad for the monster. At the end, when all of the village people with their pitchforks and their, their you know, like, they're yelling and, and they're, they're setting him on fire, I felt really bad for Frankenstein, especially when he, when he, when he yells, uh, and you, the way it's played by Boris Karloff, you feel bad for him, and you feel bad for him the way, and I don't even, I'm, I'm not saying this, uh, I, I wouldn't say this to, as a, don't, don't take this as an insensitive comment, I mean this as a sincere comment, you feel bad for him the way you would feel bad for, like, somebody that was, like, say, developmentally disabled, and people are making fun of him or something, you feel bad for him in that way, and so when I find, found out, that there was a movie called Frankenstein Conquers the World where he is able to conquer the world. And he, you know, he, I felt that a great wrong could be righted uh, by, by watching this. Now, um, here's the thing, okay? I was going to sort of... Here's, you know, I wrote a bunch of notes and stuff, but, they're, you know, forget about it. I just want to say this, okay? The director of Frankenstein Conquers the World is Ishiro Honda, and he also did the original Godzilla, and he did Destroy All Monsters, and he did a bunch of these kaiju movies and stuff like that. And I have complete and utmost respect for this guy. You know, like, when you, when you have the kaiju fever, when you have the hunger, and you're watching these films... Uh, you 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 notice the craftsmanship after a while, you know like you you just notice it you notice that this cannot be easy and I have to say that Ishiro Honda we 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 put our hat off to you and and we love you so much and basically you know about uh, Frankenstein conquers the world I'll I'll tell you what basically what what the whole thing is and and this is I guess the first thing of Kaiju Corner and welcome to Kaiju Corner. I don't think I'm going to do a whole separate podcast about kaijus. But when I do a kaiju, when I talk about a kaiju thing, I'll call it Kaiju Corner and that'll be the episode. But basically, Frankenstein Conquers the, the, the World, it starts during World War II. And this scientist is doing scientific shit. And then he gives this uh, box to these Nazis and the Nazis take it. And then it turns out that inside the box is Frankenstein's heart. Like it's still beating, okay? And then they, they, they take the box and then they're going and then they take the box to Japan. And then right at that moment is when Hiroshima happens. And then years later, there's this doctor and he's, he's you know, he's just doing his thing or whatever and he's played by a, a white man. Uh, I, let me look up his name. Hold on. His name is... Oh, wait. I had the, the cast. It's played by Nick Adams. And he's... The actor that plays him, the way he sounds, he talks like a guy that says broads when when talking about women. You know what I mean? Like, oh, these broads. Like, he, he, he talks like that. Like, he talks like that. You know, like a, like a New York guy, you know? And anyway, so it's that dude... And they find this this idiot that is Frankenstein. And I apologize, he's not an idiot. They find this guy Frankenstein. And then one of the things that they say when they find him is they say, oh, he's clearly Caucasian. But then I'm looking at him, and then I look at the actor who, who uh, played him, an actor by the name of uh, Koji Fushata. 
And the guy, Koji Fushata is not a, the guy, he's not Caucasian, but they keep saying in the thing, oh, he's, he's clearly Caucasian and stuff like that. And then, so then, you know, Hiroshima happens and then we, we find, this guy finds Frankenstein and then they take Frankenstein in and uh, there's a part where Frankenstein kind of freaks out and he throws a TV and then this, this lady that, uh, that, uh, you know, works with the scientist, uh, you know, chastises him and stuff. And then here's one of the, I just, I, I thought this was interesting. There's a part where the lady uh, is with this scientist and the the white scientist, and he's cooking dinner, and then he, he he's cooking hamburgers, right? Like it's an American meal, and he's feeding the Japanese lady, and then he's cooking hamburgers, and then he says, uh, "Oh, it's important to uh, to uh, you know," and this is all dubbed, but he's like, "Oh." Uh, portion the most important thing is the portions of the meat and then this is the lady she goes like no the most important thing is finding the cow and getting it and then they start laughing like it's the funniest thing in the world and and it wasn't funny but anyway so all of this shit happens they take frankenstein in frankenstein begins to grow okay and then he becomes as you can imagine with frankenstein growing he becomes a bit of a problem and so frankenstein escapes his cell he starts running around being a lunatic and stuff like that and then there's this other monster named Barry. Baragon, and Baragon comes out, and he starts causing havoc, and then Frankenstein and Baragon, they start fighting. There is one shot, I am not joking, this is when you have the hunger, when you have the kaiju hunger, this is the kind of gold you are looking for, okay? And this is the po whole point of this podcast episode, and this is what I'm going to say, okay? And then, you know, again, this is a short one, I'll leave you at that, have a happy Thanksgiving and a happy winter, I'll see you when we talk about star wars with my friends okay but there is a shot when frankenstein is fighting baragon and it's them and it's way at the end of the movie when they're doing their end battle and it's them and behind them is a fire and it is it is a beautiful 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 shot and to the people that could watch a movie like this and feel superior to it I challenge you, under any circumstance of production, to come up with a shot as beautiful as that. I don't think you can do it. You're no Ishiro Honda. Ishiro Honda is ten times more talented than you or I. And he's dead, I think. Yeah, he's dead. I'm pretty sure he's passed away. Okay, so that's Frankenstein Conquers the World. I watched it because I wanted to see him conquer the world. I wanted to see him do his thing. Spoiler alert. At the end of it, inexplicably, he just sort of sinks into the earth with the other monster who, who's dead. I don't know what, what that was all about. He didn't exactly conquer the world, did he? But it was a good movie. One of the things that was very interesting for me, and I just found this out about like two minutes ago, was War of the Gargantuas is a sequel to this. And War of the Gargantuas is one of the first kaiju movies that I saw. Like I saw it one Saturday on TV when I was a little boy. And, um, you know... That's Frankenstein Conquers the World. Um, one of the things that, you know, that, that that's what happens in the movie and stuff. And, okay, I pulled up the Wikipedia of the production, okay? And I feel like part of the thing that I was going to do 
with my own kaiju podcast was I was going to treat it really special, really straight and really serious and not make jokes and not ad lib and just sort of like stick to a script, like basically almost like a like a lesson of of each kaiju movie and stuff like that. But then I thought, eh, well, you know, fuck it. I don't want to do another podcast. So I'll just call this Kaiju Corner and that's that. But I think the production is interesting because you're dealing with, you know, Toho Studios that put it out. You're dealing with them dealing with a property that's not totally there. So let me just read this Wikipedia and I hope you find this interesting. The film had its roots in an earlier project titled Frankenstein vs. Godzilla from two years earlier. Toho had always been interested in the Frankenstein character as, in 1961, producer Tamiyuki Tanaka commissioned a film project called Frankenstein vs. The Human Vapor. Acting as a sequel to the 1960 film The Human Vapor, the Mizuno character from that film finds, that friends finds the Frankenstein monster's body and revives him so that he can help him use the Frankenstein formula to revive his beloved girlfriend, Fujichio, who had died at the end of said film. As a rough draft of the story was being written by Karu Mabuchi, it was ultimately cancelled before the draft was finished. In 1962, Toho purchased a script from an independent producer from America named John Beck called King Kong vs. Prometheus. Beck had stolen the story treatment, which was originally called King Kong Meets Frankenstein, from Willis O'Brien and had George Worthing Yates flesh it out into a screenplay. Toho wanted to have King Kong fight their own monster Godzilla instead of the Frankenstein giant in the original story and, after working out a deal with Beck as well as RKO, the copyright holder of King Kong at the time, produced King Kong vs. Godzilla. Influenced by the concept of the giant Frankenstein monster from the King Kong meets Frankenstein King Kong vs. Prometheus story, Toho planned on making Frankenstein vs. Godzilla as a follow-up to the King Kong vs. Godzilla. Written in 19... Am I reading this okay? Yeah, no, I think I'm doing fine. I'm a little high from... Because, dude, if you're watching, uh, you know, Frankenstein Conquers the World, you want to be a little high. But anyway, back to the Wikipedia. Written in 1963, Karu Mabuchi, the story dealt with the heart of the original Frankenstein monster becoming irradiated and growing into a Frankenstein monster giant. Afraid the giant would start eating people, Godzilla would be freed from an icy prison from the JSDF and goaded into a fight with the monster in hopes of killing him. Even though God King Kong vs. Godzilla had already been made with Godzilla escaping from an iceberg that he was trapped in at the end of Godzilla Raids Again, scriptwriter Mabuchi thought with Godzilla disappearing into the ocean at the end of that film, that the idea of Godzilla becoming frozen in the North Sea into another icy prison could still work. The story would end with natural disasters defeating the monsters as Godzilla disappearing disappears into a raging river flow, and the Frankenstein giant disappears into magma caused by an erupting volcano. Toho was not fond of the logistics of the story, so the idea was dropped. When the Godzilla series would resume a year later in 1964, Mothra was brought into, in as Godzilla's next opponent for the film Mothra vs. Godzilla instead. In 1965, they would finally co-produce this story with financial backing from Henry J... Ah, you get it. Okay, so let me, let me finish. From Henry G. Saperstein Films Company UPA into this film, a new dinosaurian opponent named Baragon was created to replace Godzilla as Frankenstein's opponent, and the script was slightly altered. Most of the concepts from the original story treatment were retained in this version, such as the irradiated heart of the monster 
monster and the mon the monster's relentless pursuit of food and a natural disaster defeating the monster during the climax. In addition, most of the characters from the original story, such as research scientist Dr. Bowen, played by Nick, da Nick Adams, the Broadly guy, would be retained. Okay, so that is G Frankenstein Conquers the World. If you watched the original James Whale uh, Frankenstein, I think that's the guy that directed that, but if you watch that one and you feel really, really bad for Frankenstein at the end, just watch this and, and you'll feel great. Okay, so that's Kaiju Corner. Welcome to Kaiju Corner. That was Kaiju Corner. Frankenstein conquers the world. You rule, Frankenstein. It's so great that you conquered the world. And Ishiro Honda, we miss you every day. And Eji Tsuburaya, I love you. And I'm going to be watching Ultraman Geed in a couple of minutes after I listen over to this. But listen... So, we're not going to have another episode for a while, and then we're going to do our Star Wars year-end top 10 list with Jesse and Alex and the whole gang, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Follow me on Twitter at MrNasRed. Follow me on Instagram at Mr.NasRed. Email me at NasRedPodcast at gmail.com, and visit me on NasRed.com for all of your NasRed needs, and please do like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and leave me a beautiful review, and buy a Wild 7 Productions t-shirt. 10% of the proceeds go to Children Incorporated. Goodbye, you kaiju friends.